The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's a Thursday and a game day. Here on the Cowboys Podcast Network, here on Blogging the Boys, and it's time to get riled up with my man Tom Ryle and your guy Roy White at RW3 on Twitter. You can follow him at Tom Ryle BTB. And of course, you know, a lot to talk about with the Dallas Cowboys as we move forward, taking on the Tennessee Titans this evening there in Nashville without much Tom to play for. Um, the Cowboys still have an outside chance at winning the division, so we won't dismiss that just yet. Unfortunately, they won't have any knowledge as to whether or not their outcome will make a difference this evening because Philadelphia doesn't play until Sunday. So they've got to kind of prepare for this game as if they still need to win it, Tom. But having said that, obviously knowing what's on the other side of the equation, maybe there's some things that the Cowboys need to be looking at to handle this game a little bit differently than they have up to this point so far. Yeah, you wonder if maybe playing the long game is smarter. We're already getting a lot of evidence that that's exactly what the Tennessee Titans are doing. Uh, As a matter of fact, between having seven players they ruled out, including Ryan Tannehill, as was expected, uh, they have three doubtfuls, including Derrick Henry. Uh, You look at if, if they don't play any of them, but actually going to be only suiting up 42 players because I can only call up two from the practice squad. So it's, you know, they're really, uh, I think taking a cautious approach because this is a unique situation. Uh, The Titans don't care what happens tonight, whether they win or lose their entire uh, bid for the playoffs comes down to who wins their last game against the Jacksonville Jaguars. They win that, they go to the playoffs, they lose, they don't. Um, although there's this weird outside chance of them making a wild card spot, but basically it, it's just that one game. That's all that matters to them. And this game is literally irrelevant to their playoff hopes. Uh, so yeah, uh, they, or have have decided quite clearly they are going to rest a whole bunch of people and try to heal up some. You know, they're they're looking at 
Tannehill in particular, they're looking at maybe with a, the week off, he can play that game against the Jaguars, which becomes very important to them. And that seems to be their overall plan. So then you've got the Cowboys. And, and as you said, the Cowboys have this outside chance that if they win the game, they remain alive at least until the Eagles play the Saints on Sunday. Stay alive to take the NFC East and possibly the number one seed. Uh, yet you look at the fact that the Eagles play the Saints and then finish up against the Giants, and you have to think the odds are 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 that the Eagles are going to win one of those two games and take the Cowboys out of it. But the possibility is still there, and weird things happen in the NFL. So. What do you do? The, the Cowboys are fortunate because they came out of last week without any real new injuries, uh, nothing significant anyway. They have ruled out Leighton Vanderish, uh, so he will not be playing. Uh, that that could be a could be an issue if Henry was was in the game, but it looks like he's not going to be. Um, You've got Tony Pollard and Micah Parsons that are a bit nicked up, so you might want to kind of be real cautious with those two. And and really, I mean, the the ideal outcome in this game, because I, I even though I kind of I would want them to think hard about resting a lot of players, but. I don't think they're going to do that unless this game looks out of hand. And if, if the ideal outcome is that the Cowboys jump up, get a good big lead and start throwing Cooper rush and Malik Davis and, and, you know, players like that out there. Well, there's going to be some opportunities for the Cowboys to approach it differently tonight, and that's what we'll get into here in full. Uh, we do want to let our listeners know also that the Oak show will not be uh, broadcasted today. RJ is going to be focusing on the post-game show, which you can catch live on our YouTube channel there on bloggingtheboys.com. So make sure you hit that and you can get involved in the post-game conversation. You can get your chats in and get your thoughts in there on what we see from the Cowboys this evening in Nashville. Now, Tom, as we always do, right, the things we want to see in general from the Cowboys coming up. But first, you know, you mentioned uh, just briefly a couple of the guys on the Titans side that are out. Ryan Tannehill, you know, I don't know if they ever really expected he would be able to come back. Initially, this was thought of as a season-ending injury. Now, because their season's on the line, you might as well say, hey, perhaps he comes back in Nashville, right? But I don't think he was ever going to play here. Not a concern. Malik Willis is going to be their starter. He's been there for a couple of weeks, and He's the quarterback they drafted out of Liberty. Elite arm talent, some say, but he has significant mechanical issues. And from the standpoint of how the Cowboys will approach it, you know, if he doesn't hurt you with his legs, I don't think he'll hurt you much with his arm. Um, the other players that won't be playing, the one to me that stuck out, the biggest name, is actually their inside interior defensive lineman, Jeffrey Simmons. He is, I think, the guy that will take the mantle from Aaron Donald when Aaron Donald does give it up, right, as the best interior defensive lineman in the NFL, and they're going to rest him, right? He might have been able to go. He's a huge part of what they do, both creating pressure and stopping the run. So I just don't see a whole lot of ways that the Titans can keep pace here. And so that becomes, right, how do the Cowboys approach it, right? And Tom, as he always does, takes a look at things, 
on what the Cowboys may or may not do. And basically bottom lines things, right? We'll tell you what we think should be done, what they might do, and ultimately kind of how things shake out as we react to it all there on the YouTube page as you can get involved in. So, Tom, take it away. Item number one. They need to see the pass rush basically show that it's it's still good. There's been a lot of discussion about the fact that the Cowboys have not gotten uh, sacks. They've had one sack in three games. After leading the league in sacks, they've gone dry. But you look at the quarterbacks they've played, and these are guys that get the ball out, uh, that, you know, have, have some mobility and everything. And, you know, facing this this quarterback that is not the truth uh he's been holding the ball a lot uh so that means he's probably going to get taken down a few times and this isn't really so much uh bringing the pass rush back as just we need some confirmation it's still there because on the flip side the cowboys have been getting some pretty consistent pressure uh, it was obvious, I think, especially on the last drive against the Eagles, that the the pressure was bothering Gardner Minshew, and that's why they they went three consecutive incompletions, giving the ball back to the Cowboys for one, you know, victory formation kneel down. And this is this is something. I don't think it's so much that the team needs to do it, but I think that for the fan base. That would be great to see them just, you know, get three, four sacks uh, just to show that they're still able to do it. Uh, and, you know, once again, uh, I, I would like to see maybe if they can start letting Micah kind of take a few more snaps off as the game rolls on just because they really don't need it. So that's that to me is, is one that – for me, it would be very good to see. I think the pass rush is actually fine. Uh, you know, it's it's just something they're going to have to deal with as they play against some pretty good quarterbacks in the playoffs. And I hope that is certainly plural. I want to see them play against four quarterbacks in the playoffs. Uh, <laughs> you know, because if you do the math, you know where that means they wind up. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and... They they do still have, you know, they, they still might want to be careful with, with Sam Williams and Durant, Dorrance Armstrong because they've had some recent injuries and they're try, kind of dealing with it. Uh, don't really know what was going on with Parsons. It was a hand injury, but he is expected to go uh, for the game. Uh, like I said, I just don't know how hard they want to put the pedal to the metal with him. And I wouldn't risk it either. I'm with you, right? I, I mean – we played this game earlier this season, you and I, about, hey, uh, perhaps you take the Texans' heart out of their chests early and you can kind of cruise to victory. Well, the last time we said that, we know how that goes. So yeah, you certainly want to see the Cowboys approach it a little bit differently here, right? And And quite honestly, right, I mean, we don't want to see another defensive collapse like we saw against the Green Bay Packers. I just don't think the Titans have what it takes to – bring that to the forefront like the Packers did, or even really like the Texans did at this point. So I'm totally comfortable. In fact, like I might even push that further to say if Micah Parsons doesn't play in this game, I'm okay with that. 
I don't have any reason to need Micah Parsons out there for this contest. Yeah, I I could certainly see that. I I also think that you're going to you would you would basically see Parsons like sneaking onto the field. I don't know that they could keep him off. Uh, really, uh, at this point, uh, you know, he because he, he he knows that Willis is not going to be a guy that's going to be easy, that's going to have a, an easy time avoiding the pass rush. And he wants to be out there making his contribution. Uh, so, yeah, I, I just don't see that they're going to be able to keep him on the bench for the whole game. Uh, I hopefully he gets out of hand. They can kind of calm him down and say, look, just chill, Micah. It's all right. We got this. Well, it'd be nice if they played with a little bit of a lead where they could make those decisions this time around. Yes, it, it would be. And that's that's why we want to see him get out to a fast start. Uh, I, I would I hope this is a very boring game. I mean, the NFL can't mind. I saw today that the uh, the game between uh, the Rams and the Broncos, it was a 52 to 14, just absolute embarrassment between two teams that are not in the playoffs and 22 million viewers tuned into it. It's like the Cowboys are on there. The Thursday night football will get the, uh, get the, get the uh, eyeballs. And, you know, they don't care. They don't care really about the quality of the uh, product on the field as long as people are turning in for the crappy stuff as well as the good stuff. Mm-hmm. Can't beat it. Live sports right now, there is nothing better in terms of a moneymaker for the television programs. One thing, though, that has been a moneymaker for the Cowboys, or at least was a moneymaker for the Cowboys when they were really streaking offensively, was their run game. And it's also, as you mentioned, interesting gonna, to see how they approach things with Tony Pollard possibly banged up. Is there any urgency to get the run game going against this Titans team? I actually think that is a little bit more important for, you know, now, once again, you have to look at the two, the con, the, the contrast between the last game and this game, the Eagles, we know have an outstanding defense. Uh, They clearly were sitting there waiting on the Cowboys to run the ball on early downs. And we saw so many runs that were, you know, no no gain, minimal gain, or a tackle for a loss on first down. Uh, I went and charted it in an article, and the first five or six attempts at running on first down just didn't work, period. Uh, that's something that they're going to have to be very cognizant of at some point in the playoffs, I think, unless the Eagles stumble or something weird happens with the Cowboys which, you know, I don't even want to speak that, speak about that. But the uh, they have to get that first down run to be able to do that. I mean, the Cowboys won exactly what 50-50 on the, the run pass split on first down against the Eagles. Uh, stuck with, I think, running on first down more than they should have given the results they were getting. Uh, 
And it just goes to show that there is a certain stubbornness with the Cowboys. It's something that they, a trait they've had for a long time. They still have that tendency to want to do things their way, no matter what's happening. And I think they need to be prepared if necessary to get off of that. I'm hoping this is not the game where they do that. Cause I hope we see them coming out and getting five, six, seven yards on first down. I think they should lean more on Ezekiel Elliott uh, and, and, Tony Pollard, I would love to see them also dial back. I don't think they'll sit him completely. I think someone said he's like 12 yards away from 1,000-yard season. Uh, and, and they do take that into account, which I don't think they should, but I think they're going to want to get him that before the last game. But having said that, I, I would love to see Elliott and, and Malik Davis carry the load and show that the you know they can run without having to have that that breakaway threat that Pollard is, uh, you know. And I would love to see maybe Elliott get you know another one or two of those 15, 20 yard bursts where he gets through, because you know that's that's a problem. People always think Tony Pollard is the breakaway guy, but you know over the past several weeks, Elliott's had some really nice runs. Uh, where he's gotten into the secondary and rumbled a little bit. And I think that's that's great if they've got that working for them. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Uh, they're My still only concern, gonna, I, like, I love the idea of giving Zeke like a big load again, but it's because of what you just mentioned that I'm a little bit fearful of it, right? The reason I feel like we've seen so much burst from him late in the season that quite honestly, I can't recall a time when we saw it this late. I think a lot of the reason is because Tony Pollard has been so effective and they have shared the load and that has been been virtually the case right i mean when you look at their mm-hmm. carries and you look at their usage it's virtually 50 50 this season unlike any season it's been in the past so would you advocate for more usage from zeke even with what he's done right i agree with you he has looked more impressive as of late would you advocate for that if you know it does hinder him at any point in the future I, I would advocate using some combination of Pollard and Davis t- to make up that other chunk and keep Elliott at about the level he's been. Um, so, you know, I, I, I think Elliott is a player where he needs a certain level of work. Uh, it keeps him, you know, tuned up, ready mm-hmm. to go. Uh I don't want them to, I don't want to see him get 25, 30 carries in the game. 
definitely not. So that's why I think Davis needs to be ready. Uh, and I think because I do want them to be a little cautious with Pollard. Uh, we'll just have to see how that all works out. But that's just kind of the way I, I lean towards it. And, you know, that's that's my opinion. It doesn't mean it's right by any any stretch of the imagination. No, that's I mean, hey, like selfishly, I'd like to see Z get 20 carries again just to see if he could do it and what he would do with it. But in the back of my mind, I worry just a bit that overusing him, you know, risks him even more so because he does take a beating, right? Risks him even more so as we roll into the playoffs, right? And that's ultimately the question we all have in the back of our heads is how do you manage making sure you win the football game while also making sure you're as good as you possibly can be coming out of the football game? Um, One player that certainly will be, more heavily involved this weekend, you would have to think, or this evening rather, is no. And, and it was so funny when I first saw him. I, I don't know if you did. I said, "Who, who is that?" For a split second, who is that? <laughs> when he caught that ball, and then, oh yeah, they did just sign him in the middle of the week. And what a play! What an impact T. Y. Hilton made, and I expect more of it this evening. Yeah, uh, Mike McCarthy's already come out and said early in the week that the ramp up is over. He is now going to be getting more of a full load. I I think that what you're going to see is that Hilton is going to be part of the uh, top three wide receiver rotation. Uh, You know, CeeDee Lamb has been great this season. Uh, He is uh, seventh in the league in yards. Uh, He's got eight touchdowns on on the season. Uh, doing just a marvelous job against uh, zone coverage, uh, which they went to because he was doing such a good job against man coverage. Defenses have been trying to use zone on him, and he's just taken that and run with it. You know what literally. else you haven't seen from CD in a while? When's the wow. last time he dropped a pass? Yeah, excellent point. Uh, I hadn't really thought of that, but you know, if the ball gets to him, he seems like he's pulling it in. So uh, uh, he's you know, here's a fun stat for you, right? In his last two games, CD Lamb has caught 18 of 18 targets in the slot over his last two games. Can you improve on perfection? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's that is just outstanding news for the Cowboys. And with the addition of Hilton, I think maybe the wide receiver situation is going to be resolved because. Don't forget, Michael Gallup had a really great touchdown grab uh, just right there on the, the edge of the end zone when Dak, Dak rolled out to his right, getting away from pressure and found him for a, a touchdown in a game where they needed all the points they could score. Uh, so you've now got you know Lamb, Hilton, and Gallup as your three wide receivers. Uh, Dalton Schultz, and to an extent, Jake Ferguson and Peyton Hendershot uh, are just really good tight ends for when you need that possession catch and sometimes just to open it up. Uh, you know, I think Ferguson had the one catch. It was like for 25 yards, and he caught the ball like within three or four yards of the line of scrimmage, I think, and just did a move, shook off one guy, and just burst up there. So you've got the tight ends and Pollard, who is 
another reason to keep him healthy is he is such an effective back out of the backfield this year, which we've, we've been dying to see for years and now we're seeing it. So, yeah, I think that this, that Hilton may have been the missing piece and, you know, please, please, Lord, the powers that be, the football gods, whoever, let all this nonsense that came up with the thing about Terrell Owens just go away. I wasn't even going <laughs> to bother with it. Like, anybody who <laughs> takes that seriously as a report yeah. um, needs to have their head examined. because That we're, was clean. I mean, had to be clickbait. Right. Be I, I know we like covered it on blogging the boys because we ever cover everything about the Cowboys, right? To be clear, we will cover every any story that comes across your feed, but it was summarily and reasonably dismissed for every reason that anybody around the organization would be familiar with. And it's a fun story that like ESPN is going to put up on it as a headline because they can get some traction out of it, right? Um, but don't think Terrell Owens is coming to save this thing. You wouldn't want him to. To be quite, he's forty nine flipping years old. Yeah, I'm sorry, that, that's an absurd assessment. He could go get on a television pros versus Joe's if they're still running that out there and see how good he looks if he wants a tryout. Um, one question, but you know, before we move on to the other side of the ball, because we have been talking about the offense, Dak Prescott was phenomenal against Philadelphia. I think by mm-hmm. most people's estimates, and now. You know, as we have two seasons left to, you know, two games left to go. Is there anything more that the offense needs to prove? Is there anything more that Dak needs to show us? Um, Is there anything more that we would perhaps like to see? I'll say one item perhaps that I'd like to see them utilize a little bit more, and that's play action. I don't think they've used a ton of play action, at least again, in my mind. I, I haven't charted the plays to see, you know, how frequently they've used it, but I don't think they've used it as much as they could and should with the threats of Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott in the backfield. Is my mind playing yeah. tricks on me there? I No, I don't think so. To me, the thing I would like to see is just some better pass protection. Uh, you know, Prescott has been doing a marvelous job, but they should not have to depend on him being able to throw a third down completion with a player literally wrapped around his leg like a walking boot uh, to be able to keep a drive alive, which which happened in the Eagles game. Uh, he's a big, strong guy who can pull that kind of stuff off where so many players couldn't, but he shouldn't be having to do it so much. They shouldn't have to rely so much on his mobility. And the pass protection has been something of an issue this year. Uh you know, I would love to see him have a relatively clear, game, clean game uh, where he's he's not having to avoid the pressure as much, where he's able to, to stay in the pocket. Because I think if he can stay in the pocket and not have to scramble around as much, I think he, will just, he can just pick anybody apart. Now, oddly enough, he may be one of those guys that actually is a little better when he's rolling out. Uh, and, and he can do it to either side. That's, that's kind of unusual. He can roll to his left and, and throw the ball just about as well as he can to the right, which you don't see with a lot of quarterbacks, but yeah, that's the one thing I'd kind of like to see them do. And, and, you know, just general offensive line, because obviously the, the running, uh, difficulties can kind of 
you have to look at the, what the offensive line is doing as well, because clearly the Eagles were finding ways to, to get through the blocking to disrupt plays. And so that's another thing they could work on. So uh, the offensive line, it has been, you know, it's had turmoil. It's dealt with injuries. It's still, I think, a work in progress, which is, you know, it's awful late in the season for that. But, you know, Tyron Smith is still getting his legs under him as the right tackle. Tyler Smith is still growing into the left tackle job. So, yeah, we just, uh, you know, it would be nice to kind of see that hold up a little bit better. Well, speaking of things holding up on the other side of the ball, we did not hold up so well in the secondary. In fact, the things that we thought we could lean on, the consistency of one Trayvon Diggs all but vanished, Tom, against the Philadelphia Eagles last weekend. Now we're leaning on the rookies, well, or excuse me, the rookie in Deron Bland, who has been spectacular, by the way. Like, I get it, Cowboys Nation. We want him involved in the Rookie of the Year conversation. He would be if Sauce Gardner hadn't already won it. Right. But yeah, the media has spoken. They've already given it to him. There's another rookie who also has, I think, one more interception than Deron Bland does this season. Uh, Woolen, I believe his name is out of Carolina. But outside of that, I mean, Bland deserves to be in the conversation. And really, he's been the only consistent piece because we never know what we're going to get out of Nation Wright. Yeah. And and let's give Wright some credit. He had a good game. He, he had a very good game. He did. Uh, he led the, but do you trust led the him? team in tackles? <sighs> yeah, I kind of would here. like to see it. Yeah, if he can if he can do it for a couple more games, then yeah, I might start to trust him. But we have we've got to see a little bit more. That was the one thing. And you know, sometimes a guy comes in uh, for his first time. Uh, the other the other team isn't quite sure what they what they're facing out there, and he shines. We we won't we have to hope that's not the case, but I, I at least I'm a lot more hopeful than I was uh going into this game because I thought it would be bad. I I'm like you because I don't know what happened with Diggs. He looked like he was guessing on plays. Uh he was out of position, going the wrong direction, and uh there may also have been some breakdown and help over the top with the safeties. But Diggs just got embarrassed in a way he doesn't. I think that might turn out to be a bad thing for opposing teams because Diggs is going to be out to prove that was a fluke. Uh, I think he's going to come out there and he's going to be looking to get himself a pick. I hope he doesn't focus too much on the pick, but I think we're going to see him rebound. We need to. Uh, we need that rebound from him. So we'll have to see. He's got, once again, a backup quarterback who doesn't throw the ball well, who is not getting very many yards at all. And I think uh, I think it's a great, great game for Diggs to kind of get healthier uh, just because of the situation. Yeah. And unfortunately, the talent separation is not nearly – as uh, consistent with the Tennessee Titans wide receiver core as it is with Philadelphia, right? They can run at you Dallas Goddard as a tight end. They can run at you, obviously, Devontae Smith and and uh, and A.J. Brown. The Titans don't have anybody like that. 
right? Robert no. Woods is probably their most consistent pass catcher. Uh, if you want to say, you know, Westbrook Akini is their next most consistent pass catcher. Okay. Uh, but none of these names are going to scare anybody. And from a talent level standpoint, right? They're not going to scare you either. Robert Woods is the most veteran guy on the list, and he doesn't even have 600 yards receiving on the season just yet. And we're going to be kicking off week 17. So there's really no one on that offense that, you know, should do any damage to this cornerbacks group. And that's why if I don't see them shine tonight, I will be raising and sounding massive alarms, Tom, because yeah, it, it, uh, like with what the Titans game. are rolling out there, I don't see how they can score more than yeah. 20. And I don't see how the Cowboys don't score more than 30. Yeah, that's what we were saying against the the the, the Texans. And the I know Jaguars that's why too, I didn't want to yeah. say it. That's why I didn't want to say it again. But damn it, it's this time I mean it, and I'm going to be right about it. Yeah, there's the 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 fact is that the, there's there it seems like there's more potential for things to go wrong, just because uh, we expect it to go right for the Cowboys, and you know, I'm hope I, I'm I'm hoping that the staff and the team is not going to stumble into a trap game because they don't need it. But I think even more importantly, because we're now at the point where it's about management and strategy and how do you go forward? And to me, something that's, that's extremely important this time of year is the health of the team. And that's the final thing is, you know, they got out of last week in really good shape, given the fact that it was against a very physical, uh, talented opponent. And they need to come out tonight the same way. No new injuries. Uh, maybe, you know, some of the guys that were a little nicked up come in, you know, uh, like, you know, say Williams or Armstrong get a, get a sack or two or something and really mm -hmm. – look like they're back from their, their various problems. Uh, but basically try to have this roster as intact as possible uh, and be able to go in. And I, I hate to say this, but it actually might do the Cowboys a favor if the Eagles locked it all up by beating the Saints because then the last week the Cowboys would have absolutely no reason not to rest starters all over the place. And that might do more for them in the wild card round than anything else. I, I agree with that, actually. I, I mean, I know people don't want to hear that, especially not on the blog and the boys podcast network, but the reality is the chances are very slim that they wind up, you know, playing for the one seed and even slimmer that they like actually win it right they need a lot to go in their favor and i just don't anticipate that happening either so hey at least play this game like you gotta win it because you do if you want to have a chance at it and ideally the cowboys don't do anything that has a sound in the alarms i think in the end when i step away from this game that's all i can really hope for tom is i don't know if they're gonna they can give me anything that has me feeling great they just need to keep me from feeling any more apprehensive as we head towards the postseason. But I'll take a couple of sacks here and there. I'll take a prolific passing offense. I'll take some T.Y. Hilton involvement, and I'll take the full 
rest and health that we can hope for if we make it through this game unscathed. That exactly, you know, they come out of this healthy, and they cut. You know, they play well uh, and, and come out of this game healthy, and then that's that's the best outcome we can look for. Well, Vegas has the Cowboys favored by eleven and a half as we record this podcast. Obviously, that number could rise. Uh, Cowboys taking on the Tennessee Titans in Nashville. That game's going to be on Amazon Prime, Tommy Boy. So hopefully you got your Amazon tuned up and ready to go. Reminder, the Oak Show will not be going today. RJ will be there for you on the post-game show on the YouTube channel. So make sure you log into the YouTube channel right after the game ends, and we'll have you covered on that front. But for Tom, I'm Roy. Y'all stay riled up on the Cowboys, and we will see you next week.